0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Join in on services and classes that will ignite your faith and stir you to go to the next level. Today's podcast is a class I recorded for prayer at River Bible Institute titled, I've Been Delivered. In Luke and in the fourth chapter, it's talking about Jesus coming out of the wilderness, talks about when he goes into the wilderness to fast for 40 days, and then the part where we were going to pick up is when Jesus comes out of prayer, and he has a message that he delivers to the church. So in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, it says, "...the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor." So prayer positions us to do the works of Jesus. Our prayer life, when we come out of our prayer life, it puts us in the position to be anointed, to proclaim freedom to prisoners, to set at liberty, those that are bruised, to, to bring sight to the blind. Our prayer life is where we get power to do the works of Jesus. It was even Jesus' prayer life that gave him power to do the works that he did. So prayer positions us to do the works of Jesus. Jesus brought deliverance. Prayer brings the deliverance from afflictions. So what are afflictions? Well, affliction is anything that's not from God. Anything that's, that God didn't put there. So it's a trespasser. It's, it's not allowed in our life as believers. You know, if somebody comes into my house in the middle of the night and they're walking in my kitchen. I'm not going to ask them, do they want a pillow and a blanket and want to lay down, make th- make themselves comfortable? No. They're going to come in my house one way and they're going to leave changed. They're going to leave changed. They're not going to leave the same way they came. So, it should be the same for afflictions that try to come in our house, that try to come in our body, that try to come in our life. We cannot let afflictions come and make we can't make them comfortable. We don't give them a pillow and a blanket and say, "Well, I guess you're here for the long haul." Let's get some medication so we can keep you around. No. Afflictions have to be like that trespasser to us. If they come in the middle of the night, they're not leaving the same way they came. They're going to get shot up. They're going to leave different, changed. So, And we have to get disdain for the afflictions. The same way you had disdain for the sin that you used to live in, it has to be the same for the afflictions that the devil tries to put on us. The sickness, the depression the things that come to try to take us out of the call of God. We have to get a disdain for the afflictions. If it's not from God, I don't receive it. I don't care how many years it's been there. I don't receive it. I don't care how many men of God have laid hands on me to pray for me. I don't receive it. Return to sender. I do not receive afflictions. James... Uh, chapter five, verse thirteen. It says, "Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray." So, what is what is the what is the remedy here for afflictions? Prayer. So, any, so you're telling me anybody that's battered, tormented, depressed is expected to pray? You mean that battered person, that depressed person is supposed to pray? So, the, the person that's suffering the hardships, the trouble, the evil things that are happening to them, they're supposed to pray? Because I thought I thought they were supposed to come for prayer. No, so they're actually themselves supposed to pray. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Let him pray. So, you know, a lot of times people will come to the church with, because they don't understand this. They'll come with their prayer requests, and that's fine. We believe God and we pray with people. But when it's been a habitual thing that's happened in your life and the devil's tried to keep you under his thumb with this affliction, something that may be going on in your body, some kind of reoccurring thing that that happens in your life, this affliction, we have to get the disdain for it. We have to say, no, it's not going to stay any longer. No way. No, I'm going to get in there and pray until that thing leaves. That thing is not going to have a control over me. It's not going to have a hold over me. And so the remedy is that we pray, is that we cry out to God. We can can have somebody agree in prayer for us, but until we want it so bad that we pray, it, it could be hanging out for a bit of time. So, the only way that the, the, the depression goes, the only way this affliction goes is when God's freedom comes in. We, can't just, we don't just get rid of one and then we just leave it empty. No, we get rid of one and replace it for freedom. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news. He's sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So, prayer is what you use to free yourself from afflictions, from all afflictions of the enemy. I think so many times people, you know, they come because they need prayer, but they would actually get their deliverance so much quicker if they would begin to cry out to God. A lot of us are good at crying about things, but we don't cry to the right person. Sometimes we cry to to our friend, to our spouse, to this one, to that one, but we don't cry out to God. But if we would begin to cry out to God, our deliverance is there in one second. You know that the devil will use, he'll work on somebody for 30, 40 years, and God will undo it in one minute, in one second, 40 years of work down the drain. That's what the presence of God does. So when we run to him, when we run to pray before we run to the person that we usually cry to our, you know, about our problems, we get deliverance much quicker, much quicker. (laughs) Your friend cannot deliver you. They can pray for you, but God is the deliverer. So we have to want to leave the mess behind. You know, we have to actually, we want, we have to want it ourselves. And and you'll notice this when you, when you go to minister for people, there's people that you'll minister to and they're okay with their mess. They want to keep it. They're fine with it. Their mess, maybe it brings them a disability check. Their mess brings them some benefit to them that they feel. They don't want to leave the wheelchair because it's comfortable. But when you meet somebody who their only option is, is, is that they're, they're going to die or they're going to get delivered, you will see a different look in their eye. And you will come with the answer that they've been looking for. So come with that answer. But you have to be full. You have to be full. If, you don't have, if you're not full, what do you offer somebody? Jesus went for 40 days to pray. If he needs to pray, then I think I need to pray. (laughs) If if Jesus, who is God, needs to pray, then I need to pray. Hashtag convicted. I need to pray. (laughs) But you know, when you start to believe God in prayer and you start to get serious about this and you're like okay I'm taking the word for what it says I'm not going to have any of this affliction in my life I'm not going to have any of this stuff I'm taking the word as it is that's going to become the greatest reality to me I'm not letting this affliction bother me anymore guess what's going to happen the devil's going to challenge you and this is what it'll sound like you'll say I'm healed in Jesus name and he'll say no you're not he'll whisper that you will say I'm rich in Jesus name he'll say yeah right He'll say, you don't look rich, and you don't look healed. And then you come at him with the word. And that's why you have to have the word down, and you You have to say, by his stripes, I'm healed. The word says, I'm blessed. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. No weapon formed against me can prosper, devil. You stupid devil. God is my father. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I am blessed. I am blessed. You don't let him torment you. You don't let him torture you. You don't let him have the last word. Because you know, if the devil's talking, it's a lie. If he's speaking, he's saying a lie. He doesn't know how to say anything but lies. So anything that's whispered, that's not the word of God, is not you. It's actually the devil, and it's actually a lie. So don't let him, don't let him have the final say. Let your word be the last word and let it be the word of God. And then just praise God. Just praise him. Because once you've prayed and believed God for that thing, it's done. It's as good as done. And so now you can praise. Now you can praise. Remember I talked to you about the the package is already on your doorstep. Your package is already there. Do you have it in your hand? No, but it's already there. So you can praise. You can get excited, right? Because when you get home, you're going to get your package. So the package is already on your doorstep. So you then, at this point, then you praise. And you know what's great about praise is praise gets God's attention, number one, because God inhabits the praises of his people. That's why the devil doesn't like when you praise. It really irritates him because it gets God's attention because no matter what God's doing up in heaven, when you start praising, he's got to pay attention. Because he says he's, he inhabits the praises of his people. So when we start praising, he's like, whoa, look at that whole group of people in Tampa. Those people are nuts. Those people are praising. I'm about to do something on their behalf because they're praising. They're, and that's why I made a point to say that when we gave our testimony about our house because I don't want it to seem like it's some magical, mystical thing that you believe God and then, and then he picks one because this one's special. No, when you, when you do what the word says and you activate the word and then you praise, it happens It's not because one is special and one is not. It happens. It always happens. So when you begin to get, when you begin to make the word of God, the greater reality, the greater reality, there's no affliction that can stay. There's no affliction. Not even the thing that's been with you your whole life. Not even the, you know, the sore knee, not even the, you know, oh, well, this is an old injury affliction. No, it doesn't get, it does not get to stay. It does not get to stay. No, well the, well, the doctor said this and that and that. And, you know, it's just hereditary. No, it does not get to stay. First of all, curse that, because there's no such thing as hereditary sickness. That's a lie. I'm not, I'm not going to get what my grandpa had, my dad had, my mom had. No, 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 no. That's a lie. That's a lie. I'm of a new lineage. I'm of a new kingdom. I don't get diseases, because they're. In, I won't even take the test. That's garbage. So when we praise God... He inhabits our praise. It gets God's attention. It gets his attention. But the word has to become our greater reality. So, But we have to assess ourselves. So what is our greatest reality right now? Is it the thing that the, the doctor told us that's going on in our, in our mind, in our, in our body, in our brain? Is that the thing that we, we've accepted it because it's just, well, you know, it's a fact. That's what they told me, you know. It, it runs in the family, or is the word of god our greatest reality is the word of god our greatest reality you know god isn't trying to keep this help from you he's not trying to keep it make it hard to obtain he says just just come just come into my presence if you're afflicted just pray just pray he wants to deliver those that are that are afflicted. He wants to bring de- deliverance to you. Recovery of sight to the blind. He wants to deliver you more than you realize. He you more than you want to be delivered from your affliction. He wants to deliver you. Amen. So we have to take God at his word. We have to take him at his word anything that's been trying to afflict us has to flee. I got angry at the devil yesterday because I saw I saw how actually in my second year class how I, I had a similar kind of message, and we were talking about just taking God at his word. And I felt in my heart to do a, a prayer line and just have people come forward. And man, there was people in there, and these people have been faithful, coming to Bible school, they're in the end of their second year. And these, there were some people in there that they had some real problems, some real afflictions, like this had been a thing ongoing for a year or two years. But let me tell you what happened. When the, when the Spirit of the Lord came in the room, people got healed, people got healed. It does not matter how long standing this affliction has been. When God gets in the middle of it, people get healed. People get healed. And there's a story, and I don't have it in my notes, but there's a story about a man named Bartimaeus, and he was he was blind and he was sitting on the, on the Jericho road and, and Jesus was going by and there was people all around the place and they were saying, oh, look, that's Jesus of Nazareth. Look, that's Jesus of Nazareth. Well, Jesus of Nazareth would have been his earthly name. That would have been what, you know, someone would call you your first and last name. Well, Bartimaeus said, and he was way over on the side, he said, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus said, wait a second, hold on tell that guy to come here. Well, what did that guy say? He said, son of David, have mercy on me. Well, son of David would be his messianic name, which means I know you're the God that heals. I know that if you come over here and you pray for me, that you're going to heal me. I know that you are the son of God and that you are the healer. So he pra- he actually praised God with that saying, with, with saying son of David, have mercy on me. That was actually him lifting up a praise to God. And so that everyone that said Jesus of Nazareth they were just, they weren't, you know, they weren't, that wasn't a praise to him. But when they, when he said, Son of David, have mercy on me, he had to pay attention because God has to inhabit the praises of his people. God has to pay attention when the praise comes. When you put your faith in him and you begin to lift up a praise, he has to pay attention. He has to get involved in the matter. He has to get involved in the matter. So I believe that even as I'm talking, some of you guys are really. There's, there's things that it's been far too long. It's been far too long. We have to draw the line. We have to say no more. No more will we let this affliction stay in our life. It's not going to be our little pet. It's got to go. It has to go. It's not going to stay. It is not going to stay. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And you're about to walk into a greater freedom than you've ever experienced. And so God wants every affliction to be gone. We, we're going to drop it off today. It is not going to walk out that door with you. It's, it's, it stops now. It stops now. It ends now. And I believe that. When I was praying earlier, I just got like a, like a disdain in my spirit for the, I just got this like anger about it, like righteous anger, like devil, you've been messing with these people. These people want to be used by God. These are God's children and you've been trying to afflict them. You've been trying to put crap on them and that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. These are God's children and they're going to be, they're going to be free. There will be no affliction. There'll be no RBI one student that come, that walks out, out of here. That's not, that's afflicted. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And you have to get that same disdain in your spirit for that thing, for that thing that's been trying to plague you. I'm not even going to go through a list of things that would try to plague you. You know what it is. And you have, to get, you have to settle it today. The word of God's going to be the greatest reality. The word of God's going to be the truth. It's not going to be the lie of what the devil's been trying to do in my life. The word of God is going to be the greater reality. The word of God's going to be the most the real thing, not the symptoms, not the things that have been trying to, to, to attach itself to me. I don't care if it's been 20 years. I don't care if it's been 30 years. You already heard me say earlier, it'll take one second to undo everything the devil's been trying to do for 30 years. It'll take one second. If your faith's involved in it, you can, you can receive it right where you're sitting. If you're, if you get, if you're, if it's you I'm speaking to and you're sick and tired of the affliction that's been coming, you're sick and tired of the thoughts, you're sick and tired of the way you feel tired, you're sick and tired of the pain in your body. If you're, if that's you, then this is your message then today is your day of freedom. Today is your day of healing. Today is the day you walk out this door and you leave all the crap that the devil's been trying to put on you behind. Today is your day. Today, I know we have a shorter class, but it doesn't matter because I only needed like five minutes because I came in here with this little, I have a little th- a chip on my shoulder against the devil right now because he's a little jerk and he's not going to win. He's not going to win. He's not going to have anybody in here. We were at an outreach last night and it's funny because on Thursday, no, sorry, on Tuesday, what's today? Thursday. So on Tuesday, I had a migraine from like 4 o'clock in the afternoon till like midnight. And it was just it was just stupid. The devil's just stupid. And so last night, I'm at an outreach. And yes, yeah, she brings me a lady. She's like, oh, she has migraine. So I'm like, right, have you prayed for her? And she's like, no, just, uh, she brought her to me. I think that that's kind of the protocol. They bring them to somebody. And so... I'm like, all right, let's do it. (laughs) I'm like, I'm kind of mad at migraines right now, so this is great. And so I just laid hands on her. I said, believers lay hands on the sick and they shall recover by your stripes. You are healed. No fancy prayer. I just kept my hand on her, took my hand off. I said, how do you feel? She said, oh, 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 wow. And then she started, she said, thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. She said, thank you, Jesus. And then she, she was like, I have migraines all the time, like every day. And I said, you're never going to have a migraine again. I said, you know what you could do if one tries to come on you? You praise, just like you're doing right now. You praise God, because God has to get in the middle of it, because he inhabits the praises of his people. So what do you do? Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's not because you're somebody special. It's because God has to inhabit the praises of his people. Who was Bartimaeus? He was a blind beggar. He wasn't somebody special. He wasn't in the ministry. Why did God get involved in his issue? Because he praised, son of David. God, I know you're real. I know you're the God who heals. I know you could, if you walk over here, you're going to heal me. I know that you're the God who heals. I know that if you get involved in my situation, that it's going to change for the better. I know that the devil's going to lose. I, I, you know what I love about this message? He hates it. The devil hates it. It's, it's, a, it's a big stomp on his face. I love it. I love to curb stomp his face. He's an idiot. He's a tiny little thing. He has nothing but lies. And, and you know what? With symptoms that come on your body, you know what they are? They're lies. They are lies. The Bible says they are lying vanities. It says they are lies. You don't have to believe them. You don't have to believe them. Hallelujah. So if you are afflicted, pray, and then praise. and God will get in the middle of it. Hallelujah. Is there five minutes? Thank you, Jesus thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Well, you know what? There's five minutes, so God's going to get in the middle of something. If you, if you, if there's been an affliction and it's gone on way far too long, I, I, you know what? We're, we're going to, it's going to be, today is the last day. Right now is the last minute. It'll take one second in the presence of God to undo everything that's been done. Right now, I believe that faith is in the room. I believe people are expecting miracles right now. I believe that people are going to walk out of here. I don't care if we have 5 minutes. It wouldn't it wouldn't take it wouldn't take 5 seconds. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We don't have time to lay hands on everybody. We don't have time. But listen, listen, if that's you, if that's you, if I was speaking to you, I want you to come forward. If there's been an affliction, an ongoing thing in your body, if I'm talking to you, come forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't have a lot of time. Thank you, Jesus. Just play something real quick. Thank you, Jesus. Today is the last day. We serve the devil final notice on afflictions. We serve him. We say return to sender in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, receive it right now. Receive it right now.